Should I remove this scrunchie? Is it too much? It's I've cute. got a scrunchie on my microphone. It's cute. Is that was that? I wasn't sure if that was placed on purpose or for convenience. You know, it's a little of both. It's mostly convenience, though. I, uh, you know, sometimes my hair. I actually went and t- got my hair cut today. I got a hair cut. That is the one of the nice. one. That is one of the few things that I have afforded myself during quarantine is to continue to get my hair cut. Um, and he also like styled it a little bit for me today. Yeah, so nice. this is as good as it's going to look. It's all downhill sure. from here. <laughs> it's all downhill. I am loving. Is this so? Is this a shiny? Like, is this your pop star top? Yes, it's pop star. Uh, so listeners, <laughs> if you're not watching us on the vidcast, which, uh, you know, if you would like to, uh, you can watch us on our vidcast uh, on Critical Crop Tops YouTube channel. Sarah is wearing a gold sparkly it's top. Silver. It's silver. It looks gold from here, but it's okay. It's silver. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Sarah, when we are all vexed <laughs> up, we need to take you out in that top. I need to go out in something. I know I will go out in a potato sack. I don't care. But I mean, I might as well next to you in that top. I mean, you just look amazing. I'm going to Florida next week. And I packed all of the clothes I bought in quarantine at this time last year (laughs) that I haven't gotten to war. That's so good, though. That's so great. Because now you get to like, it'll be, please tell me that there will be a montage that where you try everything on. Mm -hmm. You have to, right? You've got to have, you got to have that montage, I think. For sure. Um, as I sip thoughtfully for my drink, welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And we are just hanging on by a thread at the end of quarantine here. Just really. By a thread. We have clothes we want to wear. We have things we want to do. And we're just waiting to get all vaxxed up. People we want to kiss. I want to. I want to. Can I make out with you? I know that you're taken and I'm taken, but I want to make out with you just to express how much. I think we've earned it. We have earned it. I am going to (laughs) make out with you. Um, Now, I believe we made plans on the last show to hang out. So remind me again, when is your next shot? My last shot shot is tomorrow, April 9th. Oh my God, tomorrow. I'm going to be the last one. My husband got his shot today. My sister got hers yesterday. My brother-in-law yeah. got his last week. Mine's not until the 15th next week. Yeah, I'm going to be the my, last my, one. My par- parents, actually, yeah. So uh, everyone in my fa- fa- family is also on the 15th, except for me, because I got Pfizer and they got m- 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 Moderna. So you've got like a mixed vaccine household. Yes, mixed vaccine household. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listeners, today we're going to be talking about pop star, never Never stop, stop, never stopping. Uh, I'm super proud of us for being able to say the title of that movie finally. Yes. It only took us, I don't know, how long have we been doing this show? It hasn't been a year yet, right? Not yet. Not yet. Do we start in like September? August. August. I'll go back and look. But not quite a year. took us that long. To be able to say this film properly. Um, but yeah. we've been wanting to see this for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like the wheel was really withholding. Um, and I'm like super fucking psyched to talk about this movie. Yeah. I am psyched about it. Um, before we do, do you want to get into some Adam and Andy news? Sure. Okay, so we're going to start with Andy uh, Adam this week. Because we started with Andy last week. Um, so Adam still shooting Gucci. 
Okay. Uh, new new pictures coming out. Uh, there were some pictures of the wedding today, which I tried to the Gucci shield. Wedding. Yes, I tried to shield my you didn't eyes. Send me any of them. I, well, I can if you want me to. At first, I was like, I can't look because I was like, suddenly I was like, oh, I want to save that for the movie. You know, I want to save it. Ah, yeah. But I couldn't help myself. So yeah, if you want, I'll send them to you. Yeah. I, I mean. mean I need to see them. Uh, it's as they look as beautiful as you might expect. Like it's like is fucking she wearing criminal how hot they look Gucci? in this movie. I I don't a, know. A, I guess Gucci gown. The, the costume department needs to get some kind of award for this movie already. I can tell you. Yeah. So they're they're still filming the Gucci movie. Um. So a couple things that I learned about the movie and uh, a little bit more about Maurizio Gucci himself. Mm-hmm. So in the last episode, I erroneously said that he was uh, a womanizer, or I okay. thought that he might be. He, it turns out that is not true. Uh, although his family, his the men in his family are famously, they are known for being the womanizer types. Apparently, Maurizio himself does not uh, fit into that category. Uh, so there is a book out there, of course, called House of Gucci, which the film is i think based on and people have been posting like snippets of the book so just a couple things that i learned about the book i'm try or i'm trying not to learn too much cuz i do want to like be surprised about some things but basically um the whole book is i i i kind of i don't know i might read the book before though i feel like i might be wanting to read the book before but in any case um interesting fact uh no so I don't know if this is still the case, but at the time of his death, no woman was allowed to be the head of the Gucci company. So uh, the I'm eldest sorry, is there like a rule that they've a- set? Apparently, apparently, uh, he his so Maurizio's eldest child was his daughter, and she was not. She saved the company, but was not allowed to be the head of the company. I guess in his death. So that was interesting. Um, and interesting in a way that makes me ball my fist up real tight yeah. uh but yes he was apparently not uh not the womanizing type um so why did she he kill was kind of shy i don't we i don't know because i refuse to read that part uh i okay. assume well they were divorced so it's possible that this was a money issue i'm not really sure um but they he fell in love with her real hard uh didn't date a lot of women uh i think um he was shy reserved introverted lonely and kind of a nerd so that's the kind of guy he was when he met and her. is he a is he the d- designer i think his his family owned the company so it was like okay. passed on to him okay uh so he was not she seems to be gucci painted as more gucci i mean he is a, a Gucci of Gucci. Well, what what I mean is he's not like the designer that the company is n- 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 named after. That's I mean, I guess. I don't know who does I'll be honest, I'm not really sure who does the designing. Maybe he does. I don't know. Um I I I I didn't read that far into it. Um I I'm sure that this is all laid out in the book, but I mean, multiple generations of men have owned this company before wow. him so how old it is in fact the i think his father and his brothers were all like running the company 
Um, anyway, uh, also learned that the movie will is, is supposedly going to be narrated by Lady Gaga from the point of view of Patrizia Gucci. Because I think, wow. yeah, so people have mixed feelings about that. Oh, also there's a puppet in the Annette movie that is like sidebar, sidebar nation. But I remember hearing that there's a pup, there's a puppet in the IMDb credits and people were like, this movie is going to be terrible. And I'm like, I don't know why I heard about the puppet. And I was like, yes, let's make it as weird as possible. That was like my first thought. But anyway, so those are some, a little, some things I learned about Gucci. And then like a surprise fact that I just flew out of my mouth about the Annette film, which we still haven't seen the trailer of. Yeah. Want to see them. Yeah, I'm excited. I th- uh, Sarah and I are both hoping that in November, when the House of Gucci comes out, that the two of us will actually go to a theater with our masks on. Mm-hmm. I have not been to a movie theater in over a year. Nope. So I'm looking. I don't even know what my, the last movie I saw was in the theater. I probably it was. I probably was with you. Might have been Star Wars, to be honest. I did see that film a bunch of times. Um, yeah. But I don't know what the last movie was that I saw in a theater. Um, okay, so moving on to Andy. Not a whole lot of new stuff here. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is currently filming. So I haven't seen a lot of pictures of Andy, but I have seen behind the scenes photos. Uh, so they're for sure back up again and filming. Uh, I did find this fun little article um, that was about Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti talking about how they would love or how they would be interested in revisiting their characters from Palm Springs mm-hmm. in a sequel. Now that doesn't mean there's a sequel in development. It's just something they've been talking about. Um, and uh, I think Andy said, what did he say? I'm looking for the quote here. Um, he said, it could be marital bliss or it could be sort of a WandaVision situation. You're just not exactly sure where they're at. So I thought that was really cute. Nice. And Basically, he was like, I would do it if there was a great script. I would I would do it. Uh, and so would Kristen. Um, and also they he also joked and said that they were taught. They joked on set about doing like a before sunrise, like a Richard Linklater before sunrise kind of situation yeah. where they come up and visit, bi- come back and visit them like three different times in their lives. And they're like in some other kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so he's like, maybe in 10 years, we'll check in and see what happened to them. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be into it. Would you? Yeah, for sure. I'd love it if there was some more time. Like maybe it, it didn't get completely resolved and they're still like trying to figure out, you know, obviously they would have to age, I guess. So something yeah, would have happened. May, maybe they went to the wrong place or may, maybe they went to the wrong place. Maybe they find themselves in some kind of other sci-fi situation or in the next day in a loop. No, like they're the only ones aging, but no one else is. <laughs> no, I mean that they moved to the next day. But the and next then they're day stuck is in a, a loop. A, a, another loop. That would be lame. Well, also um, if it's ten years later, it's like, yeah, some time has passed. Anyway, I don't. I I just thought that was fun, and I I don't expect them to make a sequel to Palm Springs. But if they did, I would watch it. You know, I really Palm would. Sprang. Palm Spring. Palm Spring two. Palm, Palm Spring. Oh, Sarah, it could be like a trilogy. <laughs> yes. Palm Springs. Palm Spring. Palm Sprung. Exactly. Somebody call Lonely Island. We've got a pitch. To, we got to pitch this title to them. Oh, they also they pro- produced that. 
They did. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. Uh Speaking of the Lonely Island, shall we talk Speaking. about shall we talk about this movie? Yes. Uh, I still didn't look it up. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Uh, what? When the hell was this movie actually? That was eighteen. Made? Uh, it was definitely. It definitely seemed like it was during the Obama times because because there was Obama saying that they were fu- fucking it morons or something that they he was a moron yeah 2016 2016 uh okay. I, it, and also the movie had like it lacked the um you know this the the stench of death that has pervaded all of our hearts since uh that yep. last guy got elected so there was like a bit of a lightness to it that yep. i think has been lacking in our media light and fluffy light and fluffy um so lonely island produced of course all three of them produced and wrote this film uh akiva and yorma and starred starred. akiva and yorma directed it so they Mm -hmm. co-directed this movie just like us i know just like us we could we could be lonely island we could be right couldn't we the loneliest uh, island i tell you what making a film does feel like a lonely island at times Mm -hmm. um so sarah you really, really, really wanted to watch this movie. Did it live up to expectations for you? It was what I was expecting, yes. Okay. Um, but what I found was that I want more than what I expected. Like you um, want this to be a series or you no, just were not no, satisfied? No, I wanted it to be better. Oh, it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. It what the thing is it was as good as I thought thought, thought it was going to be and I didn't think it was going to be amazing. I thought it was going to be okay. And okay. It was okay. So okay. So you thought it was just okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, I enjoyed it. I cackled a lot. I thought that it was, and I'll get. I want to save some of my like final thoughts about it for the yeah. end. But my initial impressions of it were, the music was really catchy. The story was really. The writing was really solid. Everybody's performances were really good. They had so many fun cameos. Oh my god, the cameos. So many cameos, like every so, few shots was like a cameo. What was your favorite cameo? Justin T- oh, Timberlake. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Chris Quash. Da- is that his name? Yes. Uh, t- especially when he shows up at the end in the buddy costume. <laughs> the, the fish. I was fucking dying. Oh, yeah, the fish. That's right. I was fucking dying. He was the best. I love yes. him so much. Um, I... My sister actually watched this movie with me because she came over to pick up the kids. And I was like, I'm watching Popstar today. So why don't you kick up your feet and let's watch this. And Amanda, I don't think Amanda is as huge a fan of Andy's work as we are. So she was a little skeptical. But I caught her laughing heartily throughout. And I was yes. like, you like this movie, don't you? And she was like, I am having a good time. <laughs> I'm not having a great time, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> Uh, she enjoyed it. She laughed. Uh, and she was skeptical. I I thought this was like a real tight fucking movie. Um, that's my initial pers- impressions of it. I laughed a lot. And uh, I'll have more to say about that when we get to the end. Um, but what's first What's first on your list? What should we t- I feel like there's only one place we can start, really. Are you okay? Are you all right? I, I knocked you okay? my, my ta- t- table. I'm, I'm safe. Are you I was so harmed. Are you so upset? About that you're flipping the table. I'm like flipping Thor it. style. Yes. Urgh. Oh shit. Sorry. Uh, um. I feel like there's only one place to start. Well, 
style boils. Of st- course, style boils. <laughs> style boils. Style uh, boys. We got to start with the style boys. I feel like kid contact. Owen. Mm-hmm. Yorma. Yeah. Kid brain. Lawrence. That's right. Played by yep. a Kiva and mm-hmm. kid Con- Connor, aka Connor for real, aka Andy. AKA, yeah. Mm-hmm. All those. Yes. I love how the other guys had like a really like kind of, you know, there's something artistic or intellectual yes. about their names, and he's yes. just like Connor. They're like, yeah. we don't really have anything for you. Um, yeah. so yeah. Kid and they- face. Kid face, the face, uh, and the voice, I guess. Yeah. Although uh, Akiva did sing a lot as well um, in this movie when they had yeah. when they had him on screen. Um, so the Style Boys, a little bit of Beastie Boys, it seems like yes. there was a little yes. bit of Beastie Boys in there. There was a little bit of something like your ninety eight degrees in sync, but it felt more like yeah. the Beastie Boys. Oh my to gosh, me, there was honestly. a picture of them where they gave them in sync hair. Like they gave Andy the Justin Timberlake hair when he was in NSYNC. That was amazing. And I love that Justin Timberlake showed up in the movie later because I feel like it was his blessing. Because like this movie, I feel like, okay, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I feel like, so this movie, I thought when it came out was like about just like a Justin Bieber parody, which is how the studio or the, how do they marketed it. And I was like, I'm not interested in that. Uh, just not interested. And so I didn't really seek this movie out. But I don't feel like that's what this movie is about at all. I mean, it is a music documentary, like a mockumentary, but it's yeah. not like about Justin Bieber. It's like, I feel like it's more about the music business and... Yeah. fame and f- and friendship i think really and it's like kind of like them too exactly exactly it oh god sarah okay let, let's 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 get back to the style boys so uh they were bffs as as boys Elemen- boys elementary school i think they were like nine or even before yeah they're little boys they started a band together you can there's that scene there's that part where playing drums as a baby where, yeah where connor's playing drums as a baby that was very funny um and and they got they rose to fame and then began to like they tell you all of this in the very beginning and then they split up over basically over connor sort of being front and center mm-hmm. and lawrence is not cool with that can you and say beyonce Destiny's I mean, child or any one of these. Ba- I mean, yeah. ju- Justin, Justin Timberlake, Timberlake in sync. Like he rose out and uh, at the forefront. I you lo- know? By the way, not to skip ahead, but I love George, their use um, of uh, the Wu Tang Clan. I know that was and hilarious. When it was like we're we're just like the Wu Tang, or we're just as good as the Wu Tang. He's like, like we're well, better than the Wu. We're like the Wu Tang yeah. playing a little bit better. And he's like, are like, we? And he's like, you well, know what? I heard it yeah. when I said it, and it was. <laughs> I know there were so many good yeah. jokes about the the joke where they were like uh, the the throwaway joke where it was like. Um, Taylor Swift's been arrested for murder. Yes, yes. So they oh the slot. I mean, there's so many good jokes like that in this movie. Um, you know what? You're right. I, I feel like we can't talk about the Style Boys without talking about the Lonely Island because they're yeah. so similar. They, yeah, they they all they met when they were young. Mm-hmm. They had a group that they did songs and stuff, and then they kind of went their separate ways to go to different colleges, and then they came back together. And then oh, yeah, you're the Lonely thing. Island historian. I don't know much as about this as you do, but I feel like there is an undercurrent of, you know, 
the trio and the trio rise wanting to rise to fame together but then Andy standing out mm-hmm. which he did yep. like he got yep. on SNL he's been in all these movies like and he's the thing is they got on so, SNL too he's so he, he stood out because he was the face he's like the mm-hmm. face of Lonely Island and he's so fucking pretty yeah he's so fucking pretty I mean nothing yeah. on Yorma and Akiva but like Andy is Yorma hot. is adorable Yorma is adorable Andy is smoking hot though like you we can't deny that and so like he it's like if things had gone differently, like maybe this is how it would have played out. Like with if jealousy and like if Andy had been more of a dick, you know what I mean? Cause like Connor doesn't take fame well and his, and, and Lawrence played by Kiva doesn't take, you know, being second banana. Well, he doesn't take yeah. that well at all. So it's a combination of the, th- those things that breaks up that band. And yeah. then, but Owen sticks with Connor. Yeah. I thought that was so cute. Like in the, the, I, ipod thing and he really like but i th- I thought it was sad sarah i would never do yes. that to you no. like he sapped all of his creativity and choices and like just kind of made him he was just kind of around yeah. to, to prop up connor and he wasn't yeah, really that, getting that edm head that was hilarious and sad i was like put the, like hilarious. it's like the more he can embarrass and like minimize owen yeah. you know but like, also, I didn't write them down, but I loved the e- e- EDM artist names that they that he just like spat. Oh my out. god, that was hilarious! God. I wish like I had written LS, them down. It's like LS C three PO, LS D three PO, or R two R two R two LSD or something D- like. LSD. <laughs> and then there was also like, um, and then he just threw Elton, Elton John Elton in John there. Elton John at the end, yeah. <laughs> Vinyl Rit- Richie. Oh, that was a good one. Um, that was a good one. Gosh, yeah. yeah. I hope somebody steals that band name. Uh, yeah. So the very beginning of the movie is that, like, the history of them. Uh, Lawrence goes off to be a farm, a very bad farmer. Farmer, just bad. Gets- actually, he's not a bad farmer. Uh, or at least he hires the right people. We find out later he's actually very successful. Yeah, but he seems he's bad. At, he's definitely a bad at woodworking. That's for sure. Yeah. Whittling. Yeah, it's terrible. not. That's not 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 great at that. Terrible. Yeah, and he gets shit on by birds. Yeah, that was a good running joke. There's yeah. God. There's. I'm just tell. I'm just saying. Like, the fucking writing in this movie is solid. Like, good jokes. Good jokes. Uh, it. The plot good was structure tight. Yeah, I mean the whole thing and the great actors. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Let's talk about Tim Meadows. So he's their manager, Harry, or yeah. is it Henry? Tony. Tony. Just kidding. It's Harry. Oh yeah, because he's t- Tony, that- Tony, Tony, Tony. The Tony, Tony, Tony joke. I think might have been my favorite joke, where he's like, and I wanted to put a question mark on it, so it was like Tony, 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 and I was like, yes, four Tonys, oh my God. four Tonys. That made me laugh. Uh, also, just to bring in Tony, Tony, Tony as like you know some reference, which you know, like I was like, yes, I'm from the 80s. I understood that reference, you know. <laughs> um, I guess that was more of a 90s. A- a- I'm not from. That it was more time. a 90s thing, I guess, oh. but late 80s, early 90s. Um, but they were like one of the. They were like boys to men before boys to men. Oh, you know, who? not even Tony, Tony, Tony. They were around that contemporary time period. They were one of those group guy groups you know like oh, that, new, that, new, that's a real tony a real? tony tony is a real band really and that was a real image and they just oh, photoshopped they put tomatoes in they there photoshopped tomatoes. that was a real album cover 
oh my god that's so funny i had no idea they were just bullshit no they were like boys to men new edition they were like that kind of era oh my god yeah no i used i can't remember their song right now but i remember that being font yes that was the font in the 90s that was the font um so harry is or henry harry Anyway, he's their manager and he's been their manager since they were, you know, the style boys. Yeah. And then we have Sarah Silverman, who's the publicist. Yes. I thought it was really interesting that usually those roles are like, those people are really like blood sucking. Mm-hmm. And they were more, they were like, not, they, they're not at all characterized that way. Like Harry and, 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 uh, the publicist who I can't remember her character's name right now were like almost like taking care of them. They were like family. Yeah. They were yeah. like, they had their own stake in things. So it was like yeah. at a certain point, Harry was like, I can't manage you right now by yourself. Cause your fucking album isn't selling. But like, they were never like sp- exploiting or, yeah. you know, even like, I mean, Sarah Silverman's character actually kind of swoops in to save the day a little yeah. bit at the end. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting that from their point of view, because this movie is obviously about them and their experience with the industry. Yeah. And it's not a secret because I did. Listeners are going to be shocked, but I did some research. I actually Ooh, read a little bit hear. about this. I mean, I read a couple of interviews and I and I read Wikipedia. Well, I did don't it, get, so I'm, I'm dying. Don't get too excited. Um, okay, I'm not. Can I go now? <laughs> Lower your expectations. Um so Akiva and Andy and Yorma said that they wanted to make a movie initially about the Lonely Island, but like a mockumentary that was like about a ba- a group that's like Lonely Island. So that was okay. their initial idea. And yeah. then uh, and then when Judd Apatow came on board in the development process, he was like, that's great. But like, let's make it about pop music. Like he wanted to separate the movie from their story but still make you know, it that's about probably smart. I think so too. Cause then otherwise like then it's like too meta. It's too you know meta. what I mean? It's, it's too, too meta. It's too close to home. It might invite things into their lives that or scrutiny or I think it gave like, them a lot more freedom. Yeah. You know, to yeah. be able to, and, and Judd Apatow's thought was you guys are already make going to you, you lonely Island makes music albums. So make it a music a film that's a that's has music in it like make it a music film so that you can have your songs in it as well and so that that so then they shifted gears and they and they decided okay well if we're gonna do that we'll just make it a movie about somebody like a pop star like a usher or a justin bieber oh my god usher can we We'll we'll get to Usher. Oh, I love. Come Usher. on, man! All the the cameos. Um, he got to do the donkey roll, Sarah. Oh they let God. him do the donkey like, roll. He really rocked yeah. that donkey roll. He did. he did. Oh my gosh! And he um, there was a line where he was like, "The donkey roll is why I dance," and I was like, I, "What?" <laughs> it's I. I just the cameos, the cameos. Yes. Snoop Dogg. I could go on. Yes. Um, my Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph as Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> Sarah, I feel like this is a movie you can watch more than once, and you might enjoy it more I the did, more time. I watched. Oh, it you twice. did. Wow. Okay. Well, you watched it twice. I only watched it once. I literally watched it this afternoon. So you're about you're. I watched on it that. yesterday, and then I watched it again today. That's research. Um. Anyway, they uh. So they were going to make it about a, a singular musician. 
And I think that the style boys part was going to be like much smaller. Mm-hmm. And then Judd kept encouraging them to make it about a tree, the tree, the three of them and make that mm-hmm. kind of the heart of the movie. And, That's smart too. and they kept, but the thing is, Sarah, this movie, they shot so much footage. Like apparently there's other cuts out there where like, they were like, we shot so much of Connor's downfall. They were like, we shot, shot, there were, we could have gone on for another hour. They were oh like, gosh. it got so dark. It got mm-hmm. super dark. And they were like, we did all these test screenings and the audience could only handle like 10 minutes of his downfall. They were like, they were like, that, that's all they could handle. Yeah. Uh, which I agree. Like, you're like, yeah. wow, this is like the part where he's like drinking tequila every morning. You're like, oh, this is sad. Um, but that they, sh- I don't know if th- how true this is, but Yorma says they shot like 400 hours of footage in the interview I read because they would like shoot stuff and then they'd, edit and then they'd go back and they're like because it was easy for us to shoot these like social media videos we'd like have Andy shoot another one or oh we do more voiceover hey, I just jacked it <laughs> I'm feeling really me- mellow <laughs> that was my favorite I oh just jacked it um, that was amazing uh yeah, they kept adding stuff and they were like, this is the movie that evolved the most in the editing. And they had a ton of extra stuff. They said that initially the film was more focused on Connor and the more test screenings they did, the more people wanted more of the the, the friendship story. They were more into that. That whole scene with the dick in the window, that was oh a God. reshoot. That was a reshoot. Judd was like, Judd was like, I need you guys at that. Like they were in the editing process and Judd Apatow was like, you guys need to have an argument. I need to see the three of you like try to make it work and get back together. And like, it doesn't work and you have an argument. And so they, they were like, okay, we'll do that. But also we have to put this dick in the window. So they said that they well, said no, they, they were, jo- they were joking about how like Judd wanted them to create this like emotionally resonant scene. And they were like, yes, but also let's have like a dick in the window. <laughs> I can't believe that they had the idea to, and like he had to that? sign it, and he had to sign it. Whose dick was that? I need to know whose dick that was. That was what? a real dick. Yeah, that was. That a real was dick. not a prop dick. No, that was someone's and, real dick. And the way they the the window, and they like, put it in the window. Was like I was afraid. I was afraid for that man's dick. Whose dick is that? I need to know. Yeah. IMD. I I didn't IMDb it. Maybe the dick is on IMDb. <laughs> Listeners, if you know whose dick that was, tweeted us at Adam Andy Pod. I'm very concerned. And also, I laughed very hard yes. about the dick. Oh I love when he's like, and I will suck on these. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was very shocked by the giant nipples on yeah. this on the window. But then the, when the I was like, oh, and this is in service to a dick joke, so I accept. I, I I'll allow it. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I feel like we're all over the place. Anyway, that's yeah. just some stuff about that uh, from the interview that I just thought you'd be interested. Some uh, incredible thoughts that you're that having was, about this movie. I'm having incredible <laughs> thoughts right now with my, my, my Michael Bolton. God, okay, you say Sorry. something. You pick something off your list. I feel like I've okay. been like I've just um, like been saying so many things. We can move on from this, but I'll just say white butt yeah. jeans. Did you like? That, White butt jeans. You thought it was funny or you liked it? Maybe. I don't know. I liked I, a I little bit it. of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of there column was, B. There was like, um, what was that? What did it say on his butt? It said like stick it in or? Exit only. <laughs> oh, and that's then on the too front bad. It said jizz something. Jizz something. I saw that. Jizz something. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Um, well, given yeah, that not Connor, much that. given that Connor is a touch homophobic, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So the first song was uh, the humblest. Is that song okay? Um, where he was like, "I'm the hum- humblest. I'm the t- at the top of the humble list." Yes. <laughs> I mean, the songs in this fucking movie are spot on. Yes. I thought they were. How do they? How do you think they compare to the Bash Brothers? album i think it's comparable i think that the ly- lyrics and bash brothers were much more intricate yeah i think that this I one i think uh, it was darker that- it was darker bash brothers was a little darker yeah and i think that this one th- every song had one joke and mm-hmm. they just did it like a million did d- 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 different ways so i feel like like <sighs> the humble song was about he's so humble but he's not actually humble and it was like yeah. every l- lyric was in service to that yeah. joke and then yes. the um uh the i'm not gay well the joke was was how hey, it's ho- a ho- 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 homophobic yes yeah yes um and it was just a bunch of they really walked the line there like at first yeah. i was a little like Ugh, but then like they worked in everybody in the video basically being like ew uh, so I mean, there was a thought. It was a hard. It was a hard line they were walking there. Uh, Fuck I don't know. The U.S. fucked Bin Laden. Okay, that, that song. Okay, that let was- me ask you first. Which What's your favorite song? Before I say anything more, what's your favorite song from this? Um, maybe the f- humble song. Uh, I will be singing "Fuck Bin Laden" in my head for the next week. Like that song was catchy as hell, and it made me laugh so hard because it's definitely. There was something so very 2016 about it. It was, it was, there was almost something 2012 about it. I don't know. It was just when did Bin Laden get assassinated? uh, It was probably around that time. It was during Obama's uh, administration, but it was just like so. The the combination of like trying to do something that's politically relevant with something that doesn't fit with it with just like also the hook was really catchy yeah um so that catchy, but again it was it was sex jokes like i feel like all there were a lot jokes of sex jokes are yeah. sex jokes and dick jokes and but isn't that so far isn't we haven't we seen that's kind of like that's that's, that's their thing i know but i'm bored of it we're i'm in. tired of it well are you more. tired of it because you've been watching all of his movies or i'm tired of it as a society Oh, okay. Fair. I'm tired. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, yes, shock humor is shocking and hue, hue, hue. I don't know if I qualify this as shock humor. I think this falls into the category, Sarah, of the, um, this is exactly in line with the, the, all the things that they poke fun at. And we can categorize them as dick jokes, but it is the machismo. That's what this is about. And all of the movies we've watched about, that where they have the creative control, Palm Springs excluded, um, are about making fun of machismo. And I feel like this is no exception. But instead of having, there's no like bad father figure character here. No. That's the thing that's missing. But the, the ho- like his, his homophobia, his obsession with his dick, his obsession with sex, um, his, uh, his always feeling he has to be right and the center of attention, all of that is, I mean, all of it is, I think, a 
mockery of the machismo of the virile male pop star. Yeah, I guess. um, And I feel like they did a good job of parodying that. Yes. um, I guess like I'm just a little bit like seeing what and he could do with Palm Springs. Like, I feel like all the rest of his characters, except for Celeste and Je- Jesse for, for forever, but all of them could be lumped in as this same character. Like there's this one character that is the, this type, the, the bro kind of like has that same voice, like has that same deme- de- demeanor, not genuine. Um, there's, you like, know, I, I I think that that you can draw a lot of parallels between this guy and Rod from Hot Rod. I think you can draw parallels between this guy and his character in Tour de Pharmacy mm-hmm. and his character in Seven Days in Hell and mm-hmm. even Jose Canseco. Like, I think you yeah. can connect the dots. But yeah. I do think they are different characters. So I will give him that because Rod is like kind of naive and like. Uh, also, like, if you look at the development in Andy's performance between, say, Hot Rod and this, like, I think if you put this next to Hot Rod, which I also love Hot Rod, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I love Hot Rod, and I will watch that movie again for sure. But Andy and Akiva and Yorma's development in terms of their, yeah. the directing, the writing, uh-huh. uh, and it's the acting. Improved. Very improved. Like, uh, Andy's, remember we talked about how Andy... And like everybody was very broad in that movie. Like there was a lot of broad acting. Mm -hmm. I feel like this movie certainly had over the top moments because it's still a comedy, but I feel like it was like everything around him was crazy. And he, for the most part was grounded a lot. I thought that he was almost grounded. I thought he was more grounded than he was in hot rod, but I thought that there was an element that was not real. That was not genuine. That if you look at Palm Springs, like Palm Springs was like, that's why he was nominated for best actor because it was like that. Well, is Miles is a human being, and yeah, Connor is a character. Like he's still yeah. playing a character, but this le- this level of execution, I think, exceeds the level of, of execution in Hot Rod. Where Hot Rod, where he he was pushing the jokes a lot more in Hot Rod, yes. and I think that's like just a matter of him his development as an actor. Like he's pushing the jokes more, and here he's not pushing them quite so hard. Yeah. Yes, we're still in the realm of comedy acting. It's not the same thing as Palm Springs at all. Yeah. But I think Niles was a person and this is a character. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And yes. this movie is meant... But I think that this... So uh, uh, this guy, Connor, compared to, say, Jose uh, Canseco or the character from... Uh, seven days in hell like i still think connor has more dimensions than those other guys mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and i think it and I, the reason i think that is because of scenes like when he's apologizing to lawrence and lawrence is just standing there on the porch so like the style boys you know they break up he goes on tour i feel like we've got a lot to cover on the tour that we haven't so we got to circle back to that and then obviously he has his album doesn't sell his tour goes to shit his fucking turtle dies. Everything's going downhill. And he's standing there. Uh, eventually, he's sort of rec- trying to reconcile with uh, Owen and Lawrence from the Style Boys, which they're the heart. Their relationship is the heart of this movie to me. Uh, and he's standing there. And I felt like the scene between him and Ikiba was really good, where Ikiba's just standing there saying nothing. 
And he's just like digging himself further and further and further and further until you're right, peeling back the no, layers. There was no mo- moment, even when he admitted that he was wrong, there was no moment that I felt like he truly was vul- 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 vulnerable and open okay, and that's fair and honest. I, I felt like, like when he said, joke. I'm sorry, when he felt he, when he said, I, when he, the last thing he said, I'm sorry, the right before the hug that felt genuine to me, but I can see why mm. that doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. To I you. was actually surprised that he gave him a hug. Cause I, was I thought like, the hug, the hug made me super happy. I squealed. Yeah. It made me happy too, but I didn't think it was earned. I just, okay. I don't know. I just really didn't like his character. You didn't like Connor? Character. No. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more about that. What did you not like about him? Um, he seemed vapid. He mm-hmm. seemed um, like he proposed to his girlfriend to, for a uh, pu- 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 publicity thing. Um, and Imogene Poots, who was great. Loved her. Yes. She was yes. great. And I'm I, looking and, more of her, but she was the, her very similar character to the one in um, Seven Days in Hell that was played. Yeah. By- and I loved the joke that she had where she was like, ever since I was a little girl, I always dreamed. I always looked at the the couples of celebrity couples and wondered if they were real or if it was just for the fame. And I always wanted to be one in one of those couples. I'm sorry, but the wolf attack was maybe the my favorite party scene. The wolves. That was Party like wolves. that might have been my favorite scene. I With I was Theo? we were just like, oh my god, we thought she was gonna get. We were like, she's gonna get mauled by the wolves, and instead they just like attacked everyone else. That it was which, Seal, and Seal got attacked by the. And he's like, he's like, I've been in this situation before. <laughs> Where did you get these scars? scars? Uh, that was good. That was good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I just thought his character was one dimensional, and I just didn't buy it. None of it. Like I, no, I get you. No, no moments. Okay. Where he was did he? It always seemed comedy. Like, so it felt like a long sketch to you. Yes. But does it feel any more like a long sketch than say you know Bash Brothers or Seven Days in Hell? Like I feel like those can all so like kind of fit together. Long, long sketches. Yeah. In the same basket. Only this yes. one's longer. You know. Yes. I feel. I feel like. I guess those the shorts. We're like, this is dumb. Let's just have fun with this, you know. But this was like, this is a, a movie with full length. We got all these, mm-hmm. all this whole pr- production to get get together. We wrote the script and like, and it's like his character is just the same. And I just, you know, I I, I hear you, and I don't disagree. I just feel like this to me is the culmination of the work that they were doing. Like now that they've done this. I'd like to see them move on to some other types of characters, yes. but, uh, but it, this to me feels like the best iteration yes. of this type of joke yes. of that character. Um, and I do think that he does tend to play dumb bros, yes. like dumb bros. That's, that's this, who this guy is. He's a dumb bro. Yeah. But, um, but I do think if it, I can look at each one of those dumb bros and there's something slightly different about each of them to me. And if I look at the dumb bro that is Rod and I look at the dumb bro that is Connor, like there's an evolution there to me, mm-hmm. uh, both in the way that they're writing these guys and also the way that Andy is playing them. I want you to name this episode, the evolution of dumb bros. I mean, it, that's what, that's his, that's his flavor when, when they're, when they're doing these Lonely Island sketches, you yeah. know, or Lonely Island pieces. Uh, so I would like, I guess Jose Canseco came after this. So 
they're not. Right. Yeah, because that was twenty nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're still on their bullshit. They're back on their bullshit, but they like it. That's what they're playing. I mean, like, think about this, Sarah. And, you know, in the interview that I uh, I, li- I, wa- I read, uh, they referenced the Marx Brothers. They made a joke about how, you know, Akiva was saying, like, um, some he, Akiva was making a joke about his acting, like how he was capital A acting in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then Yorma and Andy were, you know, making fun of him and saying that, like, that was the audience's favorite part of the movie was when akiva's on screen the audience laughed for like five minutes and we you know we really should have held for laughter the way the marx brothers did in their movies and that's a really like specific reference like you don't know that the marx brothers held for laughter like that was something they demanded in their films because they and i know this because i'm a fan of the marx brothers and the Marx Brothers did the first two films, the Co- Coconuts and Animal Crackers were stage shows. Those, the first two films the Marx Brothers made in the 1930s. And so they knew where all the laughs were. And so when yeah. they filmed the movie, they, they, they didn't like hold like you would like and stop doing nothing. But they basically, they didn't make any more jokes until they knew that that laugh would have gone out. And you don't wow. know that unless you fucking love the Marx Brothers and so yes and I I feel like I'm really going to bat for Andy here but I can't help myself like yes Connor is an iteration of Rod is an iteration of uh fucking whatever his name is from seven days in hell yes he's an iteration probably of a bunch of Lonely Island sketches that I haven't even watched yet because we haven't done those yet Mm -hmm. but the Marx Brothers played the same characters over and over and over again as well and Yorma is kind of playing the same guy that he played in in Hot Rod. He's playing the little brother. He's playing the guy who's trying to make it all work, who's just there to support his best friend and gets taken advantage of in a way that's unfair. But this movie has a conscience about what happens to Owen, and this movie didn't care what happened to Yorma's that's character true. in Hot Rod, that's right? True. They didn't even ask what how he was feeling. This yeah. movie does. And Akiva's playing the same kind of character that he t- he typically plays this weirdo, like this sort of off, like, you know, aloof weirdo in a lot yeah. of the work that they do together. And so, yeah, they're recycling those stock characters and adjusting them each time. But so did the Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. So it, if that's their if that's one of their influences, then it makes sense to me that they would continue that tradition. And it, for the most part, it worked for it works for them. It did not financially work for them with this movie, unfortunately. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess I shouldn't poo-poo the characters being the same. I don't know. I guess, but it's okay if that doesn't work for you. Like you want to see something different, and also I don't think everyone in America is watching all of Andy's films back to back the way that we are. No. Um, but if they're they, not, yeah. they should think about doing it because it's very they rewarding. Should. I can promise you uh, that yes. your mood will be immediately lightened. Also, like it's not like Andy can't do other things. This is just what he chooses to do when he's with these guys. But a character like Cuckoo is very different than I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he's still, again, playing kind of a dumb bro, but he's playing like a dumb hippie bro. Yeah. If you think about it, is Niles that different? He's not that different, but the way that he played it was was different. But he was given that the material that 
demanded that of him. Yeah. You know? So maybe we'll see him taking these in other directions, but I just feel like this is a type he feels comfortable playing. Yep. And act and com- comedic actors often Sarah Silverman is playing a type in this movie mm-hmm. that she is comfortable playing and she did a great job with it. It's yeah. hard to be Amy Poehler has a type that she plays. And I think a lot of comedic actors, a lot of actors get put into a type. It's rare that an actor is allowed to be something different because yeah. it's it's like Connor, like I'm going to bring this back to the movie now. Connor the audience keeps wanting him to do donkey roll because Connor is famous for a certain thing. Connor is beloved for a certain thing. He took a risk by making a bunch of dumb songs that he mostly wrote. He wanted to break out and take more control of his work. He didn't take Owen's beats or whatever. I don't know a lot about music production, but he was trying to make his own beats and his own lyrics. And sometimes you swing hard and you miss, right? Mm -hmm. And Hollywood wants you to stay in the box. And I think for comedy actors, that box is what is the thing that makes people laugh? What do people like me for? It's rare that you get to step outside the box. I think Adam Driver is a rare actor that is allowed to be outside the box. It's almost like he's famous for being outside the box. But even Adam Driver has a type. He's outside of the same box. Like he does have a type. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the weirdo. It's the intense weirdo box, <laughs> except for when he's pl- in Patterson, which when you see Patterson, you'll see a different side of him, I think. And I think Andy has a lot of different sides, too. But yeah, like he he knows his he knows his recipe. This movie, if we want to talk about comedic recipes, Hot Rod is like, I'm tr- I'm trying to make ramen for the first time and I'm using like ramen out of the box and I'm throwing some vegetables in there and I don't really know how to boil an egg. But it still tastes good. This is like a fully cooked meal that somebody has been refining over time. Popstar is the refinement of the recipe that Lo- the Lonely Island has been working on to me. So Popstar, I can never stop refining. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will because they obviously went and did something very similar with uh, Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers yeah. was another iteration of those characters. Yeah. You know, that's their flavor. And it worked for the Marx Brothers for a long time, for decades. Maybe yeah. eventually they will have to iterate on something different. But anyway, uh, what would you like to talk about next? We haven't talked about Hunter and Hung- Hunter uh, the Hungry. Hunter the Hungry. Yes. Um. Chris Red, <laughs> who really stole a lot of scenes in this movie. Yeah. I, for me. But not in a way where I was like, ah, like he was so he was such a good villain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he comes in. So he they ask him to be the opener because Harry has the the ma- the ma- 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 manager has told them that they are told uh, Con- Connor that his album is not selling. His tour is not selling. He needs an, an o- 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 opener. So he hires Hunter the Hunger, who Connor is a fan of. Um, uh, Connor seems really sus- like indifferent to him. But I think, you know, respects him. I don't think so. he didn't seem to respect him when they went to see his show. He was like, didn't wasn't seem. I don't I couldn't tell if he didn't like his music or he didn't like the fact that that Hunter was on his way up. Yeah. And Connor was not. Connor was dimly aware, I think, that he was kind of on his way down at the moment. Yeah. But also, like, Hunter is fucking 
maniac. Like he's crazy. Yeah. His music is aggressive. His he that that whole montage of him like pranking people where he's like take stealing people's toilet paper and like you know pushing them into pools and stuff like he's a maniac yeah and he actually uh stays stays stages a uh uh unbeknownst to connor the trick the quick change trick yeah this is another one that really walks the line of uh is this joke something that should should fly uh because there was there was something a bit transphobic about it yeah uh not even yeah. a bit it, very transphobic yeah <laughs> where he's like having to tuck for his this dick co- co- and balls costume change for the costume yeah. change and then but then when they reveal the the sorry i bumped my mic when they reveal the third costume which that whole costume change thing was very cool um yeah. he doesn't have any he's clothes naked. on and he's been tucking and so then everybody you know promptly makes fun of him on the internet <laughs> for having no dick yeah. Did yeah. I love this joke? Not really. Did no. I did I love the idea that he was embarrassed and shamed and made a fool of on stage by a prank that clearly like a, a, a an alpha dog move by this up and coming artist? Mm-hmm. That yes, I think is great. Um but the way they went about it was a little mm, Yeah. Yeah, and he's like I want to show you my dick but but I can't. uh but i also get that because maybe that may be a reference to the jim morrison do you know what happened with jim morrison i don't i don't know if that's what they were referencing but that's what i thought of so in the in at towards the end of the doors career jim morrison was drunk most of the time and uh in miami uh he supposedly there's no evidence of this but supposedly took his dick out on stage um and um, some people said he did some people said he didn't but anyway he basically was going to he had to like the part of the downfall of the doors was them having to go to these you know they were the Miami Dade police department was like suing him for indecent exposure but but back then it was something you could actually go to jail for so he was very worried about going to jail. And I don't think the court case ever fully resolved itself before his death. Like he went to Paris before I think it really completed and then died in Paris. So I was thinking about Jim Morrison when he was saying like, I want to show you my dick, but I can't. And I was like, is this about the doors and Jim Morrison and his dick? Uh, anyway, that was, that's what I was thinking about. Oh, I had no, I had no idea about that. Um, <laughs> Um, because the, I think the thing is that Connor's like, like, I, I thought he couldn't show them his dick because he can't show them his dick on stage yeah, or he'll be yeah. uh, hauled off stage or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's, that's what, what I thought. thought. So Chris Red's character jokes that uh, like, I did it, but did I? Yes, I did. But did I? was funny when they yes. kept cutting back and forth <laughs> and he's like, I wouldn't, but did I? Like that was. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Red really did a fantastic job in this movie. And Chris Red is very talented. I, I was wondering if he had written some of those. Uh, he didn't write any of... He does write a lot of songs for SNL. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how much he had to do with like, Hunter. Did he write Hunter. his song? Yorma wrote those songs. Okay. I, I read in the interview that Yorma wrote Hunter the Hungry's songs. That was his thing that he did. I mean, he did okay. other stuff too, but when they came up with that character, Yorma was like, I got this. And he went off and wrote a bunch of songs for yeah. 
for that character. So I, love I don't the know. Reference if to Fort Pres- Tor- Tor- Taurus, like. Also, can we just circle back for a moment to Lawrence's solo album where he's singing about like gym socks and like empty soda cans? He's like, these are the things that are in my Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the next thing was like, someone was like, yeah, I didn't relate to that song because I have different stuff in my my Jeep. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All the stuff about like how people, we didn't even talked about the TMZ scenes or the The TMZ parody. TMZ? <laughs> that, oh my god. I hate my that show. Berbiglia in a blonde wig. That was Berbiglia. Oh my god! I recognized Eric Andre, and I yes. I recognized Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea but Peretti. I did. That was Mike Berbiglia in a blonde wig. Oh my god! Okay, when Will Arnett, <laughs> when they when they're in the scene where they're talking and they have like a million cups <laughs> yeah. with straws, I was like, oh my god! It's just like that show. I hate I've TMZ. Ne- I've, I've it's terrible. Seen that show? It's terrible. It's so terrible. But I've. It's appeared in my so Twitter what's, occasionally. What's the drink, drink joke about? It's just that they're always drinking out of these giant cups. Like it's really? like the guy is always drinking out of a giant cup. Oh my God, it's absurd. And and when so when they have Will on it and he's got them all like duct taped together. Yes, I just I died. I fucking died. I fucking died. It was so funny. Oh my God. Apparently they have a ton of extra footage of that. I did watch a. You I watched a gag end? reel. I watched a gag reel oh, that was okay. very funny. But apparently there's a bunch of. I haven't. I'll look it up. I'll try to post it to the Twitter. Maybe they put some more in the in the correct credits. Did did you watch oh, the correct correct correct? I had to go credits? get my hair cut. I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah, um, was there a good one? Really good one? I missed. I think yeah. So the the one in the credits was about um, them being like they they were like trying to like joke about um, the star 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 boys and Connor, but they were just ended up being like heartwarmed by like how they oh. got back to get together and they were like oh that and like they it's kind of like a a feel good kind okay. of thing where like they can't make fun fu- fu- fun of them anymore oh okay um yeah but apparently there's a bunch of like extra deleted scenes and shit i did watch the, in the gag reel there's a whole thing where you know when um lawrence is going through all his different types of weed and there's like yes. one jar called oh that says frog jizz on it. Yes. There's a whole scene where he's talking to them about the frog jizz that they couldn't ever get through because they couldn't stop laughing. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's where on the can gag I rail. see on see this? YouTube. YouTube. Just Google nice. pop star uh, yeah, gag rail. They had postpartum depression was the name of one of the <laughs> one of the weeds. <laughs> um, okay. Shit. Uh, um so an, uh, the, i feel like there were other things that kind of walked the line of, or like were offensive like the yeah the es- espana song like the where the- see again, I, and i'm not i'm not i'm not a, a spanish-speaking person so i don't i don't, maybe uh, to me i thought it was again it was just pointing out how fucking stupid he is yeah. It was so off the charts stupid that, you know, it seemed to me like a thing about how Americans are... making fun st- of him being stu- stupid. But also not, just Americans yeah. being dumb and going to like, sp- t- like, go- like, you know, doing a semester in Spain and then coming back and thinking that they can suddenly like... They, they're suddenly cultured and can yeah. you know that that's what that joke was to me was the, yeah. a, a, the stupidity of, of a white person trying to... Yeah seem like they understand or can speak spanish yeah that was or or the culture 
that he's trying to sing about. So that didn't particularly bother me. Um, So what else would you like to say about this movie? Um, So let's see. We talked about the main. So the how. um, What's his name? Owen gets Lawrence and Connor back to get together. He parent Mm -hmm. traps them. He parent traps them was so cute. Also, the scene where Connor makes them eat shit. Yes. Oh my god. I also I again I thought the writing you could I love being able to I I love that we are now scholars of Andy Samberg's work officially because yes. I feel like at this point we watch so much of his stuff and we're not done yet. We're not done. There's so much more. Okay. But the the evolution of the writing here and again I love Hot Rod but compared to something like Hot Rod where. Connor doesn't know who to trust, right? So he is, his album sales not doing well, right? His tour not going well. His opening act, Hunter the Hungry, is far out surpassing him in every way, right? And so he's not, and, and his manager now, he's, Harry is now managing Hunger, Hunter the Hungry because Connor tra- tried to make him choose and Harry was like, I'm not going to choose. I have to, like, it, this is not, I have to, I need this for the money and Connor's like, well, you're fired, right? Mm-hmm. so he doesn't know to trust he makes these pancakes with dog shit in them and all of his yes men are like "Ooh, this is delicious and owen's like i'm sorry bro but this tastes like shit basically and the fact that owen gets upset instead of being like oh it's okay that you made me eat shit like his he this motivates a character moment between yeah. the two of them where he's like i am tired of you treating me like this yeah. That you can feed me shit and I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. he's been feeding Owen shit this whole movie. Yeah. Now he's feeling feeding him literal shit and Owen's tired of it. I, so I really like yeah. that scene a lot. Yeah. Also, just how he's like, what is the matter with you? Like, yeah. I think the whole thing was <laughs> very good. Um, yeah. Yorma's a good actor. I think Yor- Yorma and Andy. I he like is. Akiva, he too. He very soulful. Yeah, Yorma did a really good job in this movie, too. Yeah. A lot. He did really good. Um. Okay. <sighs> Poor Maximus. Oh my god. I'm just glad we I, didn't have to oh. see like a really graphic turtle death because the minute they introduced that turtle, I was like, that turtle is not the gonna make it. The minute they introduced him, I was like, why is this turtle in this scene? No. Like, why are why are they introducing us to this tur- tur- turtle? Because the turtle is Connor's connection with his like the real him. Like the mm-hmm. real him who has real relationships he can't count on his mother because she's a fucking mess by the way joan cusack love joan her. cusack for the win um so i loved i thought that was a very nice touch that he thought that his mom gave him Maximus. i thought it was his dad no no he thought his, oh, okay I, I watched it twice so i can okay you're right you're right it was his mom i yeah and then in the scene with sarah so 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 Silverman's character when they watch the old footage from that day he realizes it's his friends who gave him the the turtle yeah um his friends um Akiva and Yorma just kidding um it's uh Lawrence and Owen Mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the things that motivates him to yes to get them back together and they like 
work to get, get like they like have fun with their old jams and like I loved that scene I loved the scene yeah what I like about this movie is I feel like and this I think happens in I, I think it first of all they obviously love this format because we've seen them do it with I know that they didn't personally have necessarily have their hands fully in Seven Days in Hell and Tour de Pharmacy, but these all feel very similar. So they obviously really love this format of the mockumentary and the talking head interviews and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but a lot of those movies end on a down note. Mm-hmm. Like even Bash Brothers kind of ends like with them broken up or whatever. Yeah. But I like that this one didn't go that route. This one was yeah. like happy ending. The friendship was the thing that brought like what he really needed was to remember that the friendship was the important thing. Yeah. And so I really loved their whole weed montage. I loved I them, know, like, yeah. turning the award that had come between them into a bong yes. and like making music in the barn. Yeah. And, and then their comeback song at the end. Incredible thoughts with with Michael Bolton, who I yes. can only assume they made friends with. Uh, I, I did this come before or after the Christmas special that they I don't did. No, maybe because Michael Bolton's Christmas special. Yes, that they were I love in. that special. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, incredible thoughts. I I love the scene where and where uh, Connor has to decide. Like he only has three minutes. Okay, you can either do it yes. with the Style Boys or you can do one of your songs from. The- I loved how the uh, the stage manager was narrating that moment. She was like, "He's looking away and he's thinking." Uh, I'm thinking that was might be thinking about hilarious, hilarious. Um, and the song was really fun and stupid. Like the song was stupid, stupid, like stupid. they're stupid, but yeah. fun. Um, and it was like th- wholesome. It was very wholesome compared to the rest of the movie (laughs) Um, where there was like, God, what was that song about? Like, it was was the fuck bin Laden song where they were talking about dominating that pussy or something like that. I was like, no, no, no. It was terrorize. Terrorize. Come on. That is a great lyric. (laughs) That is is brilliant. (laughs) Terrorize that pussy. Um, Yeah. I think that, this movie was very much about like how dumb fa- how fame makes people like forget who they really are and what's really important and that's not a story i think i'm i can agree with you that that is not a new story it has been explored in many ways and in uh, ways that are probably deeper a lot deeper than this movie mm. but this was their take on it yeah. and for them their take on it is fame can destroy you uh, if you forget the th- what centers you and that and for them that is their friendship yep the their f- real life friendship these guys it centers them in this crazy business and mm-hmm. so for that to be the resolution here i think it could have gone a different way where connor just like fades into obscurity or whatever drinks yeah. himself to death or what have you but instead it ends with them coming together and reforming their group and rekindling this relationship and and Harry rejoining them as their manager. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, uh, that was a real feel-good ending. And I felt like it was earned and it was satisfying to me. I, uh, I agree. I mean, it was, yeah. It 
it was satisfying despite being um a little like bit of something i've seen before it was very yeah i mean this is not a i don't think this was a i think this was a very executed very well it's not super new in terms of what it's trying Mm -hmm. to say yeah uh for sure but it was executed very well and i enjoyed it yes uh uh honorable mentioned the horse drawings oh my god the part where he's like he's like he's like this one (laughs) isn't my best (laughs) sells it on ebay or something also, when he puts the disguise on to go to Owen's yes, concert, I'm gonna put on my makeup. Don't don't put 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 that on. She's like, "What did she say? <laughs> you look like you look like Dermot Mulroney had an, a, a oh. peanut allergy or something." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also I was thinking he looked like Russ, like when Ross is trying to be Russ on he Friends. Did. I was like, oh he looks gosh. like Russ. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make a Russ joke, but I guess that was a, that was not the audience we were yeah. working with. Yeah, he um, loved he loved Owen's performance, except for the 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 singing. What well, was it kind of also about how they needed each other? You yeah, know, like they were better together than apart, yeah. and I think that's a really sweet message for them on behalf of for what them. they were trying yeah. to accomplish. Um. Okay. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. On pop star, never stop, never stopping. I I enjoyed. A lot of it. Overall, I wish that um, they could do something different. Mm-hmm. You'd like to see something different from them. Something new. Yeah, something fresh. Something maybe um, maybe something you know, like an opera, like a like a rock opera, like a Phantom of the Opera. I'm just Phantom kidding. The <laughs> they're more. They they. I think this is their genre. This pop hip hop kind of like yeah. that's their genre. But what else could it they is. do with it? I don't know. I'd because like to see them do something different. I'd like with it to too. see Yorma as the star. Nicole, your face. What's that I like face? Yorma. I like What's Yorma. Yorma's great, but you know, I I want as much Andy as they'll give me. Yeah, okay. Honestly. I want as okay. much Andy as they'll give me. <laughs> um also like there was a lot of Yorma in this movie. There was. You know. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair, but I just want more Andy. Give me more Andy. Okay, give me more Andy. With give me Andy with a side of Yorma, I'm fine with it. A oh side of Yorma and and a side of Akiva, I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, so I don't. Do you know anything about the critical response to this movie? I do not. Can you share? Yes. Ironically, this movie was a box office bomb. Ooh. So I think the budget was twenty million. Ooh. They made back nine. No. Yeah. So this movie did not do well. Aww. I think it has found a audience at like after the fact. Like a lot of people really love this movie. It's got kind of like a cult following. Uh the way the movie was marketed at the time was a basic like it was like Justin Bieber's like documentary that he put out. He has a document meh. It was one of those concert docs, you know, like Michael Jackson or Taylor Swift or whatever. Uh, They all have those. Um, And that's what this was kind of parodying. I loved at the end where they were all doing documentaries at the same time. That was very funny. Um, So the, the, the marketing department for this movie chose to focus on the things about this movie that seemed more like Justin Bieber. It really, I feel like it, and, and, and Akiva and, 
Andy and Yorma said this and they were like, we had a great experience with the studio. We had a great experience with working with Judd. We did not love the way the movie was marketed because we felt like it wasn't about Justin Bieber. We don't have a beef mm-hmm. with Justin Bieber. It was about the music industry in general and it was more yeah. about the Lonely Island. And so uh, they think that perhaps the marketing could what have... What did the marketing do that made it seem like that? Like- it's just like it chose to focus on Connor and like all the things that were a little bit more Bieberish and okay. not about the group or like, you know... Um, yeah. So it 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 felt it it didn't I don't remember personally from the marketing very much about Akiva or Yorma at all even. Uh it was mostly yeah. ironically Ooh. mostly focused Ooh, on Andy, yeah. I think, and his Connor character. Um also it came out, you know, Captain America Civil War had come out and so that was kind of like topping the box office or for whatever reason people didn't it was just like Connor. It's like people didn't connect to it for some reason. Yeah. Um, and it may have been that the marketing was bad. Uh, certainly that's happened to films like Jennifer's Body, where this the studio mm-hmm. markets it a certain way. And that is, it doesn't net the people that are actually the audience for this movie. But also, this and, is not a film I would go to the, the theaters to see. Like, I well, would wait for this to, I'd, I'd watch this at home. I think that's a general problem for a lot of comedies these days. And this movie came out in 2016. But I think a, a big problem for a lot of comedies is that people are waiting until it mm-hmm. comes out on video. But if this movie had come out now and came out on HBO Max or something, it probably would have found an audience yeah. a lot faster. Uh, but yeah, so that's the story of Popstar Never Stop, Never Stopping. So they were all pretty sad that it didn't do better. Yeah. Um, and I think this yeah. is the last big Lonely Island movie that they made together. Oh, it's sad. Well, maybe they'll make something else in the future, but yeah. they they are still making shorts and things together. And you maybe know. something with less, with few fewer um, people. Like, how much do they pay everyone? I don't like, know. There were so I mean, they many know cameos. a lot. I mean, Andy has worked on a lot of different things. And yeah. I think the Lonely Island is like a beloved kind yeah. of group. So and they so, were like, I'll be in it for free. No, I don't think no. they were in it for free. <laughs> but I don't think it was hard for them to convince people to be in the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely has like a pretty devoted following now. So mm. um, maybe it got its second life. I love. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, where would you say this for you stacks up with all the other documentary, including the sports documentaries type movies? Um, I'd say this is probably the best. Out of I agree. All those. Yeah. yeah, I think to, and I haven't watched their shorts yet, but to me, of the Lonely Island stuff I've seen, I feel like this is their best work. Mm-hmm. Although, even though Hot Rod has a lot of like sharp, like rough edges. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, it's not as well executed. I think I think Hot Rod is would be more of a comfort film for me than this. Like, I enjoyed Popstar, loved it. It was very funny. But if I'm like curling up in my bed and want to watch like one of Andy's old movies, I probably like if it wasn't Palm Springs, I'd probably pop in Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. But I would watch this again. It was really fun, and I might even like listen to the album on Spotify and jam out to Fuck Bin Laden because that that. That shit slaps. It slaps pretty hard for me. <laughs> Just going to say it. Yes. All right. Uh, shall we do some Adam or Andy trivia? 
Uh, what about, are we doing tr- the trivia first or the thirst first? Oh my God, the thirst. You're right. Okay. So let's do some thirst. Oh, you know what? We didn't even mention real quickly before we do thirst. Thank you for reminding me because how could I not? How could I skip how over could you the thirst? Um, we didn't uh, talk about this, but the Mona Lisa song that you quoted a couple yeah, of trivias ago came this. from this movie. Apparently they had cut together the opening, like the first act of this movie, they cut it together. Yorma said 120 times. I cannot imagine that's true. But in the original opening, Mona Lisa was part of the opening and the whole song was in there. And this, it only ended up with like the first couple. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. Yeah, I agree. Well, not the, my favorite song. The song they they use, they actually use was, was the right choice. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, Thirst, you want to go first? You want to go first with your Thirst? First um, thirst. I'm having a problem with thirst because I, being de- demisexual, I am only attracted to uh, people I am emotionally attracted to, uh, and so these characters that you didn't Adam like, and Connor, and I didn't like Con- Connor. So, um, I really like. Uh, I, so don't, you I don't the, know. That's I'm like, fair. I'm like non-applicable. Okay, not applicable. You know, is that a a correct? Is that an okay response? I think that's an okay response. And you know what? I, uh, for the most part, I didn't find Connor didn't like set like didn't light my nether regions on fire uh, as a character. But I do think that Andy's body was very beautiful in this movie, and so I can appreciate that. Uh, So here are some things on my. Th- thirst list um we got to see andy's bum finally like his re- just his bum we saw oh, the whole right. bum. they waxed it they, when right. he goes I got my bum waxed and we got to see andy's <laughs> butt and after all this time doing the show finally i got to see andy's butt and i feel oh like gosh. i earned it and it was everything i could have hoped for his bum is cute little juicy bum oh so God. cute uh <laughs> lots of lots of tank tops mm-hmm. so many tank tops and I I appreciate the tank tops. Um, I liked some of the outfits they had him in. Um, I really liked the red and black jacket they had him in when he was apologizing to Lawrence. It had almost like mm-hmm. a Michael Jackson beat it kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I was really into it. Uh, I also really liked the white tuxedos they wore in the last yeah. song. And he had a lot another flashy tuxedo who wore in a different song. And uh, so I liked So all you of liked that. the clothes. I did. I like. Well, I thought some of the clothes were intentionally absurd, but I liked it when he was in his like stage tuxedo clothes mm-hmm. and the red and the jacket. That jacket specifically. Um, I would have thought you would have gone for the part where he hacks away a uh, like a sign or a oh the samurai kind of with the, with the sa- sa- samurai. I think sword. I was too sad for him at that point. Oh, okay, there was a part that I did sit up in my chair a little bit. And I know it was meant to be a joke. I'm fully aware that this meant to be a joke. But there was one line he said where he said, the stage is where we fuck. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it is. I feel that deep, deep oh, inside. God. I guess the closest for me is when he's drawing the horse drawings. Oh, and Sarah, like that does seem like something like, very wholesome and appealing to I you. Know. I know that sounds exactly like your brand. That's your brand right there. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Um, I'm all hot and bothered after that. Ooh. I'm all hot and bothered. Are you ready to do some Adam and Andy trivia? Yes, let's. Adam 
or Andy a trivia contest for one. Sarah's going to come up with some kind of trivia challenge for me. She's going to try to stump me. This is a three question Lonely Island tri- trivia. It is Lonely multiple Island. choice. Multiple choice. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. When did the three of them meet? When and where? A. Elementary school TT ball team. B. Music camp between elementary and ju- 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 junior high. C. Junior high school in Spanish class. D. High school dra- dra- drama. God, all of those sound like they could be right. I don't know why, but I'm going to go with Spanish class. You are correct. <gasps> ah, that was the one that's like, I was like, that sounds like, I can just see those dumb idiots in the back of the class, like just fuck cutting up and shit. Yeah. So love, actually, I love, my, I love my dumb idiots. I love them. Akiva and your, your, your were in that Spanish class and mm-hmm. Andy was two years behind them, but they were all in a skateboard group. Of course they were. Yeah. Can I get some pictures? Tweet at us at Adam Andy Pod. If you've got pictures of young Andy, Akiva, and Yorma skateboarding, I need to see the I need the receipts. Yes. I need the receipts. Please send them to me. I need them for research purposes. At Adam Andy Pod, I want some pics. I want some pics of the skateboarding group and I want them now. Question two. Okay, I'm ready. Who recommended them to Lorne Michaels? A. Bill Hay- Hayter. We didn't even talk about his flatliner shit. Oh was God, the flatline. When he's when he's like, <laughs> I like to flatline like once a week. I was like, oh my God. It's basically <laughs> the same character he played in Hot Rod. Yes. Yes. Um, when they when they bring him back to life and he goes, did I shit myself? <laughs> she's like, not she's this time. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Please. Okay. Please continue. Okay. So who recommend A, Bill a, Hader. Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Okay. B, Jimmy Fallon. Okay. C, Tim Meadows. Oh, God. D, Maya Ru- 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 Rudolph. Fun fact, all of those people were in this film. They were. They yes. were. Which one? Okay. Let's see. Lonely Island. I'm going to strike Tim Meadows from the registry because he was, I think he is time with SNL was over. Not that he wouldn't have had Lauren's ear necessarily, but so that leaves us with Maya, Jimmy, and Bill Hader. And I feel like Bill Hader was more of a contemporary of the Lonely Island. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Fallon. You are correct again. <gasps> they they got I a honestly job. Didn't know this. I'm just like logicking it out. <laughs> they got a job at the two, two, 2005 MTV Awards. Mm-hmm. And J- J- Jimmy Fallon was host mm-hmm. and he liked their stuff. And so he talked to Lauren about them and they got an, an, an audition and the rest is history. Well, that's awesome. I love it. Question three. Last okay. qu- question. Question three. What was their first video that gained them attention? A, Dick in a Box. Nope. B, Lazy S- S- Sunday. I think it's C, that one. Kablamo. D, oh. The Boo. Shit. Oh, I'm going to go with my first instinct and say Lazy Sunday. Incorrect. Oh, Kablamo. Kablamo. I have seen all of their old stuff. So like, I know Sarah, what that is. Sarah, you're going to have to put together the Lonely Island like yes. pa- appetizer plate for me because yes. I think you're the one who needs to really curate our Lonely Island experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow, that was super fun. Thanks for stumping cool. me. Now I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go watch Kablamo. I'm gonna wait to experience it on the show. Wait. I'm gonna wait. 
I'm going to wait to experience yes. it on the show. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. <laughs> okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Shall we spin the wheel? Yes, please. Are you ready to find out what Adam film we're going to be watching next? Mildly interested. You're mildly interested. I'm just kidding. I am. Oh, <laughs> I'm. I love to. Fi- I mean, I'm. I, I've got some good ones on here, Sarah. I've got okay, some cool. good ones on here. So I'm going to make sure that I have the right thing up, and I'm going to share my screen. Here we go. All right. So we have this week on the wheel. While We're Young, which is no bombic. Midnight Special, mm-hmm. Patterson, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, and Tracks. Never heard of Tracks. Uh, I have not seen several of these. So okay. I think the only one I've seen is Patterson. Oh. Okay, so here we go. We're going to spin the wheel. It's While We're Young. Well, While we're young, okay. which is another Noah Bombeck film, and uh, from what I can tell, is it about divorce? It's about a midlife crisis. Okay, so <laughs> so it's same, in the same I, ballpark. Yeah. Uh, I believe Jamie is the character that Adam plays, and from Amanda Seyfried is also in this movie. Uh, so let me—I'm not going to say anything else about it. I'm just going to read off. Uh, I'm going to read off the 2014 while we're young written and directed by Noah Bombeck. Uh, Oh my God. Oh, okay. Uh, stars, Ben Stiller, Naomi Watts, Adam driver, Amanda Seyfried, um, and a bunch of other people. Okay. Uh, a middle aged couple's career and marriage are overturned when a disarming young couple enters their lives. Couple. And that couple is played by Adam Driver and Amanda Seyfried. Are they the same age? Uh, Amanda Seyfried and Adam Driver? Yeah. Probably. I'm going to guess probably, yeah. Okay. So Naomi Watson, Ben Stiller, married, going through some kind of midlife crisis, transformed by meeting some hipsters, basically, is the plot. And okay. I've never seen it. So oh, Okay. So this will be a first for me. This will be a first. Wow, why does it sound like a horror film to me? Are you afraid that? Are you afraid that uh, that he's get, they're going to get single white femaled? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So there you have it, listeners. That's what we're going to be watching next on the show. While we're young, um, we love talking to you guys on social media. So let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what you think about Pop Star. Never, never stop, stop, never stop, never, never stopping. stopping. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod. At yeah. Adam, at Adam Andy Pod. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I, I don't think we're gonna. Are we gonna be? A, I don't think we're back. I don't know if we're gonna be vaxxed up enough to watch this next film together. I think no, we're not it'll yet. Have to this be the be next this month. April 22nd. You're right. That'll be our next recording. So very close, but not quite. So mm-hmm. this one we'll just have to watch from afar. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I've never Me seen too. this movie. So um, 
we'll see what we'll see what we'll see what see delights if it's it horror or if it's drama i don't think so. i don't think so. i don't think Noah bombeck does horror i don't think that's his I'm, thing unless I'm you find horror. unless you find midlife and unless you find middle-aged couples going through a midlife crisis uh horrifying which is a bit horrifying for me frankly as a it's person yeah. in my middle-aged life uh oh, you're not you know. middle-aged i am i'm literally middle-aged sarah you're right how you're much right. longer do you think i'm gonna live <laughs> no forever you're forever, only ha- you've only got half my life left with me <laughs> oh my God. so we better enjoy it no. by watching as much adam and andy content as we possibly can